0: This week's episode of the Habs Forum, we are looking at the draft. Yes, it's the draft review the Habs got to pick a lot of Habs fans are happy about. Uh, As always, before we get going, you can follow us on Twitter at the Habs Forum. We're actually going to end the pod today answering a few questions from uh, some of the people reaching out to us on there. And so just to look over what we're going to talk about today, of course, we're going to go over the draft. uh, Development camp happening Uh, Right now, there was the first scrimmage today. Some interesting stuff to come out of that. Um, Big former Habs got traded. And also Luongo, who retires. And Now it makes us think of Shea Weber and his cap situation. What might happen if he retires towards the end of his contract. Mike Riley signs with the Canadians. And uh, maybe a quick look at the free agency and who the Canadians might target. Alright, so let's get right to it. Dustin, Canadians get at pick 15. What might be the steal of the draft? The <laughs> well, purest goal scorer, they're saying, Cole it, Caulfield.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of surprises early on in the draft. I mean, I just, I mean, just starting with number six, more insider at number six to Detroit. Um, obviously, they really liked him, but uh, and I mean, I think he he def- definitely has a chance to be a great defenseman, but much earlier than pretty much everyone expected. I mean, a couple of other surprises too, like Cam York, Spencer Knight. Uh, and, uh, even put Coles in, weren't really sure if he was going to, if they were going to be drafted
0: in the top 15.
1: So well, the Canadians- Spencer
0: Knight, it, it, what you think there is that it's the Florida, like people agree that Spencer Knight is a, an elite goaltender and it's just who was going to need a goaltender that quickly, basically. Right. And I guess, yeah. I guess Florida thought goalie was the move there, but when I saw Spencer Knight go, I was very excited. Well,
1: there's... I mean, with all the surprises before the Canadians, and Cam York was another one right before the Canadians yeah. at the Philadelphia, and the Canadians had three guys, basically, that none of us... Exactly. Well, Alex Newhook
0: to. was your, like, hopeful pick, right? Was yeah,
1: exactly. Newhook was, was really the only guy, I thought, in the sort of top ten-ish... That was um, really ...the sort of guy that could yeah. fall for yeah. the Canadians. But, I mean, they had... The, I mean, obviously, Alex Newhook went 16th, 17th, you had Peyton Krebs, who personally would have been my pick, but... I mean, definitely. I don't think you can go wrong with Cole Caulfield as well. I mean, like you said, the most pure goal scorer in the in,
0: in in the whole draft. So That's the thing I talked about this a few podcasts ago. It seems like every draft, there is a kid that is described as the purest goal scorer in the draft, and for some reason, he like slips, or some other players get picked before him. There, he has this one thing. He's like, oh, Cole Caulfield's case, he's too short, but he's the purest goal scorer in the draft. Just all these, are, he's this, but he's this, but. The purest goal scorer score always ends up being at least a player. They yeah. almost never completely flop.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously his size is a bit of a concern, but I mean at the same time it's a new, it's He's a new always NHL, been that it's size. A new no, it's true, exactly. He's always been that size. I mean, it, he's had a lot of um, a lot of uh, comparisons to uh, Debrinkit mm-hmm. from uh, from Chicago. Yeah, even he brings up
0: Debrinkit as an uh, inspiration. Exactly. Him,
1: yeah. I mean, he just scored 40 goals this year. So, I mean, I think that is that's definitely impossible with Cole Caulfield. I mean, I think Caulfield probably, at least when they were drafted, definitely has more uh, or have, has more potential than Debrinkit did when he was drafted. But uh, definitely a super exciting pick. And I mean, it was exciting to see him today at the development camp as well. He he was on fire. He was skating around pretty
0: fast. Had a lot of good chances to score. Yeah, even got a shootout goal. wasn't the mo- the flashiest goal. I mean, some of the goaltenders uh, uh, at the development camp aren't uh, aren't exactly NHL goaltenders. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure who he scored on though. Uh, was uh, it- he scored on one of the tryouts? Uh, Gabriel Mullet Hill, yeah, I think I his name is. So uh, I mean, but it's, still, it's obviously fun to see him already on the wearing the Habs jersey. But just to, to go back to the the to the draft, I mean. I just couldn't believe it when... Because I I logged in a bit later, and then Broberg went at eighth, and obviously I was bummed because I thought Broberg had (laughs) the best name in the draft. But then, like, looking at... Like, I had barely even looked at Cole Caulfield, uh, like, honestly, just because I just didn't think the Canadians. Like, just looking at all the mock drafts, he was never really slipping to Montreal's spot. But then, so after he got drafted, looking into him, this kid's amazing. You watch his YouTube clips online, and he's just... It's not all talk that he's a pure goal scorer. He scores from anywhere he always has a huge smile on his face when he's playing he just looks like he's having so much fun and this it seems so infectious and like our block room chemistry has been so great uh this year and i think it's been a huge part of how we've developed obviously he's probably not going to play this year but but still it's it's another step in the direction of having good character guys and he's got pure goal score i'm so excited with him like it's it's so nice because obviously the talk is always the 15th is the worst pick because it means you just fell out of the playoffs mm-hmm. and you might as well just tank, blah, blah, blah. And so for the Canadians to have had an exciting season that unfortunately resulted in no playoffs, but still end up with a, an arguably top 10 talent in the draft. I mean, I, I it could not have worked out better, honestly, for, for like, oh, no, at this point for this season. For the definitely. I
1: mean, if he was a little taller, if he was like five, 10, he's probably going third overall. Yeah. I mean, so, so I mean, you know, the, yes, he's a little, he's a little short. I mean, you know, he's only eighteen or actually I think he's even seventeen so he could even get a little bit taller who knows yes. probably not much taller but uh, no I mean you know it is a little bit of a concern but I mean like you said it's a new NHL and and he he definitely has the talent you know, to 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 certainly put put up a lot of goals in the NHL for sure so yeah. definitely super excited about the pick
0: so moving I was excited to see uh some offensive talent to get picked because defense is important, obviously. be always excited to see that that goal score, but the Canadians definitely took care of defense with uh, the following picks, uh, picking, uh, what was is it, is it three or four in a row? Yeah, after the, four in a row. Four in a row, all, all left D, or is there one right? No, oh, yeah, he's actually right D, right? No, they're all left They're all left D, yeah. okay. So four in a row, starting with Jaden Struble.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> I think, I think it's uh, st- yeah. Let's say it's Struble. Struble. All right, Jaden Struble uh, at yeah. 46
0: overall. Um,
1: he's a great defenseman. Yeah. I mean, he he obviously had limited competition this year. He was playing in high school, um, in Minnesota. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure what Saint Sebastian's, but anyway. Um, by and all those, accounts, those I mean, always hard to. to yeah, play it's, play. exactly. I mean, it's always going to be. He's very raw. I mean. He has all the physical attributes, though. I mean, in the combine, he was first, and I think five. Like and five, five of them, yeah. Inclu-
0: including like some of the like main strength ones, like uh, like bench press. He dominated bench press and all that. And so the joke is that, uh, Trevor Timmons and, uh, <laughs> and Bergy just want, a a workout partner and uh, and Janie Strupp. I mean, I mean, people make jokes about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is something they value, right? Because it does show a certain work ethic, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it's definitely work ethic and it shows the player's athletic too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're only, you know, I mean, this he's already pretty big. Yeah. I and mean, he's just going to keep getting bigger, yeah. right? He, he's 17 years old. I mean, he's just going to keep getting bigger, um, Supposed to go to Northeastern next year to play with one of our uh, third rounders last year, Jordan Harris. Same uh, same university that Kane and Primo played at, uh, and, and uh, huge potential. I mean, he's definitely like I said, he's definitely raw, especially having played in high school. But he's got the potential. And one one of our listeners actually, Nicholas um, on Twitter, Arkanisar, he he made a good point that I, I thought then comparing him to Alex Romanov, where yeah. he's sort of sort of, sort of like almost built like a square. He's not very tall. But he's thick big and he,
0: and he just love, loves to hit people he can score he can do it all and like just watching him today in the in the scrimmage you could already see that compared to the other young kids he was it, it was almost unbelievable that he was a 17 year old no oh, yeah. like he, he's just yeah. so much stronger than uh, admittedly a uh, much younger players but not all younger I mean a guy like uh, uh, a guy like paling at this point isn't, isn't that young uh, anymore and, and still looking good in uh, in in the scrimmage there. So, I mean, it's one of those picks where when he got picked, I don't know about you, but I was like, who? Oh, no, I didn't know, I, yeah. Well, I, I, I knew I, who he was. I, but I didn't know much <laughs> about him, you know? He was kind of like, he wasn't really who I thought they were going to go for at all. I mean, if if anything, looking in th- for information, I almost found more stuff on uh, Matthias uh, Norlander, who got picked uh, 64th after that, after that.
1: I mean, he's a guy, like, th- they had a lot of good options, and he, like even just on defense, um, you know dif- different options they could have selected. I mean, just on defense, they could have taken Matthew Robertson, would, would have been a really good pick. Yeah, that's who a lot
0: of people were. They, you you were hoping <laughs> Matt right, Robertson at that point, right? Yeah, Matt
1: Roberts uh, Robertson would have been great. Um, Vlad Vlad Kolicinok would have been a great player uh, player too. We mentioned him on the last podcast, uh, but I think Struble. Yes, he's raw. He's going to be a bit of a project, like a long-term project. Uh, But he's going to go to university. He'll be there, you know, might not be there for the full four years. Um, Actually, the Armada, you own his rights in the queue, if ever he wants to play in the queue. But um, he definitely has unbelievable uh, potential, probably more so than the other two defensemen. Okay. He's, you know, not, he's sort of a boomer bust prospect almost, but um, he definitely, you know, he could potentially have
0: top two potential. All right, so moving on to the next pick, which actually... So the Canadians then traded down. They did this a few times during during the draft. Traded down. They had pick 50, and then they traded it for pick 64 and 126 to L.A. So they ended up not getting a second pick in the second round, uh, picking in the third round and getting... uh, Is it Matthias? Matthias? Uh, Matthias. Matthias. Matthias Norlander. Who, looking into him, he seems... He seems like a very interesting pick in, in in the third round. First of all, it's a little disappointing because he injured himself working out not too long ago. So, not nothing too serious, but it means that he's he's not participating yeah. in uh, in the camp right now. So we're not getting to see him uh, on the ice. He described it himself as a stupid mistake. So uh, at least uh, he, he regrets <laughs> it, I guess. But he, I mean, he's a bit older. Uh, he's uh, he's nineteen compared to like a seventeen-year-old yeah, yeah. that just got drafted, but. One yeah, of, he's an overager. One um, of those guys playing already in a very top league, though.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's he he had an amazing season. Maybe a bit of a late bloomer, I guess you could say. Um, some I forget which um, which site exactly it was, but there apparently their Swedish scout says he's the most
0: underrated Swedish player in the whole no, draft. I saw that too. I saw that too. Yeah, he might end up being the the, the steal from Sweden.
1: Yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, a good puck moving defenseman, two way defenseman. Um, really good in the defensive zone Really hot, high hockey IQ um, I mean he looks like a great pick I mean he should be a huge part Of, the, um, uh, of uh, Team Sweden For the World Junior Championship Obviously, very disappointing that we that are not getting to see him this uh, this week. But hopefully, he'll be back and ready to go for uh, you know for the main camp, well, for the rookie camp, and then for the main camp. And hopefully, we'll be able to see what he can do at that point. So, was there
0: anyone at that around that pick that you're hoping for that the uh, Canadians skipped on, or just looking at who got picked around there?
1: Uh, I mean, I think there 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 was some good guys that they could have taken instead of Norlander. Um, but I think left, and I mean, obviously they thought thought so too, taking so many left-handed defensemen, I think that was probably sort of what the system needed. I mean, yes, the Canadians right now, they need a left defenseman, but... Uh, but it's not just that, it's also... No, it's, it's yeah, definitely... They're, yeah. they're not
0: drafting in the third round for an immediate need. No. They're not complete idiots. It's <laughs> the the actual development system need, needed some lefty also. So, I mean, what do you think about this recent trend for the Canadians to just kind of like... It seems like an obvious strategy where they're just stocking up on one position of need at, at a draft and just maybe hoping that let's put... Let's put more eggs in this basket and, like, better chance of one guy hitting, you know?
1: I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think it, it has to
0: do a lot, too, with just, I mean, who the best player available is. I mean, I, mean I, I I agree best player available when it comes to the first pick or second pick, even. But you don't go four in a row left D and it happens to be every time they were <laughs> the best player available. I mean, yeah. there's and they did the same thing with centers last year. Next year, they're probably going to do goal technique, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think they're pretty set for
1: goaltending now. I mean, they drafted one this year as well. But um yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they felt that they needed some left left-handed defensemen in the organization, which I think they did too. I mean, aside from Romanov and Jordan Harris, they really didn't have anything. And now I mean, they've, you know, been able to add a couple of solid prospects, I think, especially Norlander and Struble.
0: I you got to think at least one of these guys is going to end up uh, doing something for them in uh
1: Oh yeah, especially those two I mean, yeah. I think they have, they have solid potential I mean, Norlander's already 19 So potentially maybe even
0: next year Possibly see him in Laval I mean, that, that, I mean, Laval's just getting better and better and better once again But then next, we have A little bit of uh, redemption for not getting Broberg A great <laughs> name And Johnny Fairbrother That's just a fantastic name I, you know how much I love that. So another left defenseman, pick uh, 77, Sorry, so that was only uh, th- only thirteen picks uh, later. Now we're getting into territory where I really don't know much about these guys.
1: Yeah, Gianni, Fairbrother, I didn't know too much about him either, um, to be honest with you. I mean, from what I've read, he apparently really stepped it, stepped up his offensive game late in the season. Um, he's a pretty good two way defenseman. Um, from what I saw today actually I was pretty impressed with him today. I thought he was one of the better defensemen in the um, in the scrimmage. Um, so I liked what I saw from him today, but there's a lot of good players that they could have taken that were selected like right after him. Guys like Alex Bocage, which would have you know stopped the complaining from Stefan Leroux and company. <laughs> um, Pavel Dorofiev would have been a great pick as well. Uh, Anthony Honka, Miko Hok uh, if 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 they wanted another left defenseman, those would have been two great options, better than Fairbrother in my opinion. Maxim Chaikovich who plays in the queue as well would have been a great Yeah, pick. You,
0: you were mentioning that right away in the in the chat. As soon as they they grab the Fairbrother, you're kinda like a little disappointed with the, the other guys that left on the board there.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, from what I've read about him, I mean he does seem to have some potential, um, you know, from what they've said, some maybe untapped offensive potential well that was showing a little bit at the end of last season, so uh, I mean we'll see what he can do I mean next year he's in a good program he's playing with uh, with the everett Silvertips the same uh, same team that Noah Julson played for um, definitely a, t- a team that, that regularly, you know, ha- uh, develops NHL players, so he's on a good team. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what he can do next year and see how he develops over the, over the next couple of years. But yeah, I mean, I think they could have done better. But I mean, obviously, they they
0: know more than we do. Yeah, you would you, you would think so. You would you would hope so at the very least, because we really don't know that much. Uh, and so next we got uh, Jacob Le Guerrier or is it Jacob Le Guerrier? He's from Ontario. Is from Ontario? He's he's from Gloucester. Ontario so, is so Gloucester? Probably. Is that Franco Ontario? No, there's some Franco ontarian areas. I don't think so. So I don't know
1: if it's Jacob LeGuerrier or maybe Jacob LeGuerrier. Okay, it's LeGuerrier regardless <laughs> of what his
0: first language is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, it's the, a suburb of Ottawa. A lot of people speak French. Oh, in Ottawa. so maybe it's LeGuerrier, you okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this this
1: this was a pick that I don't know. It was a little surprising for me. Again, I didn't really know anything about him, but from what I've read, he really has limited potential. I mean, a de- you know, a decent defenseman, but really a depth defenseman. Mm-hmm. Can't really see, see him being much more than uh, than an AHL. I mean, again, obviously Timmins and company saw something that they really liked. Um, I mean, the one positive that's, that, uh, again, similar to Fairbrother, where he might have some untapped offensive potential that uh, that maybe he can develop next season when he comes into a bigger
0: role for the uh, Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, but... A steady defenseman? We're the the fifth round at this point, right? So anyone who even becomes an NHL player, even as a... I mean, it's it's a crapshoot at this point, right? Most of these kids never even sniff the NHL.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, at this point, I mean, you know, what other guys could they have taken? I mean, I feel like in the late rounds potential, like, me, myself, I wouldn't really be going with the safer guys like Laguerre. I agree, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you want to go with, go with the, the boomer run, bus. A yeah, you know, home run kind of guy. But
0: they did have so, they had, they had three picks in the fifth round They were fairly close together, so like, at that point, maybe they just wanted to you know, maybe have one safer guy in Laguerre and then maybe Go a bit more risk I mean they got their Goaltender in Frederick Neeson at 138 Yeah And then Pitlick at What uh, they're 131
1: Yeah Yeah they had four Picks originally in the Fifth round They traded one of them Okay I forget to who um, And actually instead Of Ligueria the, the guy that I actually Wanted them to take Was the guy that they did end up taking uh, Rhett Pitlick oh, like a guy that. that I had Read a lot about that He looked good in He the, really did yeah, in He scored image. a goal
0: and he's fast
1: He's really fast Really quick Um yeah, I mean I'd read quite a bit about him that, that he could be sort of a steal. Um and I mean so far so good. I mean, he has a lot of offensive potential. Not maybe not necessarily the ho- highest uh, hockey IQ, but um I think he's going to I forget now if he's going to university next year, but I mean he you know, he's he's again yeah, it also says, uh, here on but, Elite
0: Prospects, University of Minnesota next year. Yeah, in 2020-2021. Yeah. So not next year. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess not actually. Oh yeah, but I guess yeah, I guess true. he's already committed to them. Yeah, I think but he's going yeah. to. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he's playing again with the Omaha Lancers in the USHL. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, that's that's a good program. That's actually where Louis um, Louis LeBlanc, LeBlanc plays. Oh, fantastic <laughs> program, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, the University of Minnesota is a very good program. So I mean, he'll you know he he's probably the sort of guy that's going to play one, another year in the USHL, maybe four years in the. Uh, in the NCAA, and then five years down the road, hopefully he develops into... Uh, not not a offensive big offensive guy, nature.
0: I mean, 5'9", 161. I mean, the thing is, with little guys, I mean, we just talked about Cole Caulfield, how it doesn't matter how short he is, but it doesn't matter how short he is because he's an absolutely elite talent. When you're that small and you're not an elite talent, it becomes a lot harder at that point, though. The, the, yeah,
1: but I mean, you know, he'll, he'll be able to work on that. Uh, on, on his height? Well, maybe not at his height, but definitely <laughs> on his size. You know, working on on getting stronger in yeah, the corners yeah. and all that, which is obviously something else. It was something that Cole Caulfield has to work on as well. But I think that I think this was a really good pick. I think, you no, know, he he's he's got some steel potential.
0: In well, exactly. It's like you just said about uh, how Le Garis the Le Guerrier pick was like meh, it's because it's like a safe pick. Here, go for the short guy who has crazy speed and like offensive potential. And then, worst case, it doesn't work out, but the high-end risk is there. So, yeah, I mean, just from what I saw at uh, at the scrimmage today, I'm happy with that pick. At, at fifth, to have him look, look that good, great, it was fantastic. And then, uh, finally, he picked up a goaltender. Uh, I mean, a lot of goalies went in this draft, I find. Uh, There's a, there was early.
1: quite a few good goalies in the draft. Um, so, as I had predicted, as I posted on Twitter, and people didn't believe me, the Canadians would... I guarantee the Canadians were take a goalie in the fifth round, which they did. Everyone thought they were going to be good because they had McNiven and Primo. But again, we have quality, but we want quantity yeah, as exactly. well. Um, but this guy, I mean, I no, nobody knew absolutely nothing about this guy. Yeah. I mean, on on Twitter, everybody was who? Nobody had even heard of this guy before. Frederick Neeson DeKal. Um, I mean, there's there is still quite a few good goalies available. So, I mean... Again, I mean, I don't know much about him. He he didn't look too bad in the limited action that we saw today in the development camp. But there is a lot of really good guys left as well. Guys like Archer Silovs. Oh my god, this guy doesn't even have an elite prospects page. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Wolf is, is could be one of the steals of the draft. I mean, he got passed over because you know he's a little bit smaller. He's I don't like know. The the
0: goaltender for our beer league's name is Dustin, and he's terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he's he's an amazing goalie, just no, like he's Dustin a, Wolf. Yeah. But uh, there's definitely some good goalies left. Cameron Rowe was another guy that I really liked that they could have picked. But I don't know. Ob- obviously, he was one of their invites to the Euro- to the European Combine, so obviously they saw something that he liked that they liked. Yeah. He plays in um, he he was playing in the uh, in the Danish league, which I mean I I would imagine probably isn't the best competition. He played really well for Denmark in the U18s in the second division. Um, I mean, if he was one of probably their best player, one of the best players in the in the tournament. And next year he's gonna be playing in Sweden for uh, for the Moto under twenty. So we'll see what he can do next year. I mean, I think that'll be a good test for him.
0: I mean, once again, we're in the fifth round for a goaltender. When like we just talked about, the Canadians already have a guy, like Caden Primo. So maybe they just saw some raw talent there at the camp, and they saw like, let's take a home run swing with this kid, and maybe he turns out to be something. You know, maybe he'll be one of those stories where, like no one else sent a scout to his games. <laughs> we saw the potential. From. Probably not.
1: And actually, actually, he wouldn't be a bad... The CHL import draft is, uh, I think, on Friday, so he wouldn't be a bad pick. One, maybe one of the Q teams would take a, take a chance on him. That would be pretty cool. All
0: right, so moving on then. So, wait. Um, wait who was next? So, after that, uh,
1: they did. Uh, they had uh, Arsene Kisamudinov. Wait,
0: hold on. What the hell... Oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So in the sixth round,
1: uh, they picked Arsene uh, from uh, from Russia. This was a bit of an interesting pick. And actually, I mean, the Canadians took a couple of overagers.
0: Yeah, I did notice that. Like, he's 21. So it's not just he's quite yeah, exactly. an overager. I mean, Norlander
1: one thing. He was 19. Yeah. Uh, the seventh round pick, Raphael Harvey Pinard, also 19. But to take a 21-year-old, that was a little, was a little surprising. Yeah. But um, so obviously another guy that not really anyone knew about um, online. So a bit of a surprising pick, obviously because he's twenty-one. I don't think too many people are researching twenty-one-year-olds. But uh, he was having a great year in the um, in the MHL, which yeah. is sort of like the junior league in Russia. And he actually played a couple of games in the KHL. Went, I think he had like five points in seven games or something. Five like points in
0: nine games, two goals, three assists. So that's not too bad yeah,
1: for CSK Moscow. So he's a big guy too. I think he's six three or six four. So he's a pretty big guy too. Um, I mean, next year he should be playing the full year in the KHL. I think he has one year left on his deal. Uh, so I mean, you know, this is this is definitely sort of a boomer bust prospect. We'll yeah. see what he can do basically this this year in the KHL. If he has a good year, then uh, bring him over to Laval and see what he can yeah.
0: do. I mean, it might might be a guy that they were maybe predicting that he would turn into one of those guys that people want to bring over and sign, and might as well just. Well, it's that's one of the things. Six round pick yeah. on him. And then, yeah. you know, you know you to, the same thing with like uh, Rafael Harvey Pinot. Apparently, there were rumors that he's going to be an invite to camp. Mm-hmm. But then it's just, well, might as well just use a seventh round pick on him, man. Oh, know?
1: exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to lose these guys. I mean, you know,
0: if, if you feel that strongly about
1: them, just You, draft you know them. what's
0: the most interesting thing about that Philadelphia pick? Is that I saw this, I think, on the, 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 our, our haves on Reddit. Is. It's the third year in a row that we trade Philadelphia We trade our 7th round pick for the following year For their 7th round pick for this year so, right. so we've just been trading just, – they just keep giving us a free 7th round pick every year <laughs> and just trading it back to us for some for some weird – I mean, it's just a 7th round pick. Who cares? But just for it to be with Philadelphia every year, like what what is that about? It's so weird.
1: Well, I mean, two years ago it was Brett Pri- – uh, not Brett Primo. Caden Primo. Primo, Last year it was Brett Stapley who's looking great so far. He had a great year in the NCAA last year. So, I mean, if, um, if uh, Rafael Harvey Pinot can do the same thing, I mean, that would be – that would be awesome as well.
0: I'm also pro-drafting a Quebecer in the 7th round, just so some people can shut up and we can just say that we got a Quebecer in the draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if it was just was in the 7th ra- yeah, round, exactly. it's like, hey, yeah, we still got one. Hey, yeah. You can interview him for 30 minutes already. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, I know. So, Well, I mean, I think he's, he's a decent pick, too. He's small. He put up a lot of points um, with the uh, eventual Memorial Cup champions. He'll... Definitely have a big role next year for the Huskies that are going to be a, a much younger team. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do with a less talented team. He'll definitely be you know sort of the big player. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do next year. Obviously, he's pretty small, but uh, he's yeah definitely has some talent as
0: well. And last and maybe least, I don't know, Kieran <laughs> Rusinski. Uh, no relation to Martin Rusinski. Not even spelled the same way. No. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that was another interesting pick. I mean, uh, basically he's like midget triple A or something. Um, so I'm not exact. Obviously, I mean, this is sort of a way out there, way out of left field um, sort of pick. It's obviously got size. Um, but, I mean,
0: obviously, one of the scouts saw oh something that they really like. So, I'm on this website called Habs Prospects, and this is his picture. let see this. Just wearing a cowboy Wow. <laughs> Being a true Alberta <laughs> kid. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the only picture they can find of him.
1: And, uh, yeah, that's basically the most info we have
0: on, on Rudzinski. But,
1: exactly, yeah.
0: Well, apparently, he was the Alberta Midget Hockey League MVP in 2008-2019.
1: So I mean that's yeah
0: I mean he's
1: huge. Um, I think he's playing yeah, like another BCH, another, lefty, yeah. n- another lefty another lefty another yeah. lefty, but obviously he's going to be a long term, very long term,
0: very. We might never even pick. say his name again. Probably who knows? <laughs> But uh, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? And all right. So aside from that, I mean, outside of the Canadians, any kind of huge surprises for you at the, at the draft? I mean, I guess it's more going back to the first round at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean um Dustin Wolf, huge surprise. One of the best goalies in the draft. Again, if he was two inches taller, he pro might have been a second rounder. Um so the Flames I think definitely got a steal with him. Right. right oh the oh wow, they got him like right the, almost last seventh round. Wow. Yep. Last goalie selected, so that was um
0: that was a huge surprise. Oh, man. If he turns out to be good, you are never gonna shut out shut up about that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I'm sure, I think he'll be better than Dustin Dukarski. You think he'll be better than Dustin Dukarski? So. I mean, you yeah. do You do tend to follow the Dustin goalies. I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, aside from that, I think a lot of people, uh, the, the, the big surprise for them, I think, was probably even Cole Confield. I mean, it's a lot of people's easy pick for for the, the, the potential steal of, uh, of the first round. The thing I love, obviously, after getting Cole Confield at 15, I was really excited. After the second round, though, the, the second day, not the second round, but the second day of the draft, I was like a little bit like they were trading down a lot, like why, like the 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 trade down from the second round to like later in, and then the third round and then like to get an extra like fifth, se- seemed like a weird move at that point, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess at that point, if you're if you know, like there's no one really on your board in the second round, there's no one that you're really super pumped about, and the next guy on your board uh, presumably is Norlander. Who you know you can probably get in the yeah. third round,
0: which I mean I do like the Norlander pick, like yeah, well, after, after reading into him. So I mean there was, it was definitely it some out. good,
1: there were definitely some good picks that they could have made in the second round, but I mean if they if they you know if, if they didn't want it if they didn't feel too strongly about any of the guys then I mean definitely moving down is the right is the right deal. I kind of find it weird that they only got a three and a five, or only got basically a fifth rounder to move down a whole round from yeah. the second to the third. I thought that was. I mean, typically you would get a little bit more. But obviously I'm sure he took the best the best deal he could get. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, they got Norlinder and, uh, and a fifth-round pick. So,
0: All right, and so then the biggest news of day two of the draft, though wasn't a pick, it was definitely our former boy, P.K. Subban. Subban. I love P.K. Subban. <laughs> Dustin's a hater. But nah, I'm not a hater. Yeah, I just, I yeah just you like women. you you hate the PK Subban fans that won't shut up about exactly. him. Which is, I hate the Subbanistas. Well, yeah, yeah, which which is fair. Traded for. I mean, this it was a trade that just showed you. I mean, this happened after there was the, the Marlowe trade that the Leafs did, that they gave away a first round pick to just get rid of his contract. That's crazy. This 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 PK Subban trade was another trade where they didn't get that much. Uh, the the predators for him, so it was clearly a, a trade clear uh, clear cap space was the number one priority for them there
1: yeah definitely I mean obviously they have a lot of good defensemen already yeah with exactly or without Subban I mean they got two second round picks two uh, two defensive prospects Jeremy Davies is really uh, is a pretty solid defenseman prospect um, but yeah I mean you got to figure that pro- probably they're going to get Matt
0: Duchesne well that's the thing that's the idea but what if they don't well, if they don't, then it's kind of like a, a huge kind of flop. But I mean, if they do, then it's like okay. Then the idea is they move. It's like they traded PK for Matt Duchenne, right? That's that's their their train of thought, yeah. which is which is fair enough. I mean, some people on Twitter were kind of saying oh, this proves that the Canadians won the trade. Okay, the Predators went to the Stanley Cup Final, won a President's Trophy with PK Subban. They're making this trade because of the cap and all that. It doesn't mean they don't like PK Subban as a player. And I think New Jersey is looking really good now. And it might help them hold on to uh, Taylor Hall after this year. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean,
1: um, yeah, in New Jersey, I think you turn it around pretty fast. I mean, obviously, they got one of the the best, well, one of the top two players in the draft in Jack Hughes. Um, basically, they need some goaltending. Yeah. Um, aside I mean, from that. I mean, exciting I day for them. I'd say an exciting weekend for them. They'll oh, yeah, go get sure. P.K. Subban and Jack Hughes.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, it's an exciting time to, to be uh, a Devils fan. That's uh, uh, that's for sure. But th- what uh, the 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 PK trade obviously had us talking about Shea Weber, and then Luongo today retired, and then the big talk around that is that uh, the Vancouver Canucks are gonna get three million uh, on their cap as was recapture penalty. That's What yeah. they're calling it, and so they're like freaking out a little bit about that. But then it made us kind of look into. The whole Shea Weber situation, and if he were to retire, when he would retire. And oh my God, like, I have a hard time believing that they're actually going to enforce this, the NHL. <laughs> but, like, yeah. if he retires at 40 in 2025 26, for one year, the Predators would be on the hook. For twenty-four point five million dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> hilarious. It's it is hilarious. <laughs> and the thing is, is he's gonna start being paid only one million, I mean only one million a year starting what is it, 22, 23, if I'm not mistaken, when he's mm-hmm. thirty seven. So most people think that's when he's gonna retire. I mean, if he retires at that point, then it's six point one million. For four years. Four
1: years. That's cr- that's that's a pretty big deal. Like like you said, I mean, I'm
0: saying the new CBA is coming up, right? Pretty pretty soon. So yeah, but this contract was signed even before this CBA. Mm. I mean, th- this the new CBA shouldn't really uh, uh, affect not. it. And the thing is, too, is that Nashville were aware of this yeah. when they traded Shea Weber. The, uh, the the thing is, is I'm thinking when they traded Shea Weber, their GM was like, whatever. Probably won't have a job here anymore by the time that happens. Yeah, it's not man. my problem. That's a pretty bad move by the GM to yeah. do that. I mean, the only <laughs> argument I would give to... I would say that Nashville definitely lost the trade over the P.K. Subban, Shea Weber trade. More so than than meaning the Canadians won the trade. I mean, I love Shea Weber. But they lost it just because this is so stupid. I mean, if they if, they, if it happens as it's $24 million for a season, that could... Cripple their, their their team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, six... Uh, well, yeah,
1: probably what's going to happen... I mean, Shea Weber's not going to play to the end of his contract. No chance. He's going to retire probably when he's 37, when he starts making $1 million a season. Yeah. Why would he keep, continue playing for a $1 million? <laughs> I don't see that happening. So at that point, I mean, basically, they're gonna, like you said, they're going to be on the hook for $6 million for four years. I mean, sure, the cap's... Presumably going to go up over there. I mean, that's more years. manageable. But that's still it's still it's like
0: that's one star player. Well, not star player at that point. It's going to be like a one solid second line guy. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's still a pretty big yeah, deal, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, definitely, definitely. Big. And the Canadians are under hook for nothing. The the only yeah. chance the Canadians get any sort of penalty is if he retires in the next three years, which he's not going to do. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I hope <laughs> it happens where Shea Weber is like, nah, I'm just gonna. Keep playing for a couple more years and fuck (laughs) the predators. (laughs) I mean, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I I I mean, I hope there's not some like bullshit about like he's gonna be long-term IR or something like that. And uh, I don't know, but oh boy, I just thought it was funny when I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving on from that, uh, something else. I mean, a lot of qualifying offers been going out, and a lot of players not receiving qualifying offers are ex-Montreal Canadiens. I thought that was really interesting. And some of the players on here, a lot of Canadians fans on Twitter, were criticizing Bergerman, saying, oh, he couldn't get anything for these players. They're going to go blow up and all the other teams. Notably a guy like Nikita Sherback, who's already signed with the KHL. Nathan Bolier also wasn't uh, uh, qualified. Joe Morrow, Sven André A lot of people thought we clearly lost that trade. Not yeah. even qualified. And Kirby Reichel, which is like whatever. But uh, that's that's a lot of lot, lot of I mean you you could argue that I mean they they drafted guys like Sherbach so that's a, and and Bollier, so it's it's a bad pick in that sense but I mean I don't know, I just thought it was interesting it just shows you how much some of the fans uh, uh, we know sometimes you know? yeah
1: I mean yeah I think you know fans including ourselves sort of. Overhype our prospects a little bit.
0: Um, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I mean,
1: I, I was disappointed when they lost Sherbeck. I mean, I think we both were. I think a lot of people were. Um, and obviously it didn't pan, didn't yeah, pan out exactly. too well for him or for L.A. Um, I mean, some of the other guys, I mean, we, we got a fourth-round pick for Joe Morrow. We got a third-round pick for Nathan Boldier. So, I mean, those both panned out pretty well for the Canadians. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, neither one of them you – know, I mean, they did have flashes with the Canadians. But – Obviously, I mean it didn't work out for the one. I mean, if Boldeur was on the Canadians right now, he'd probably be the th- third best left defenseman. Well, I mean that's not saying much. Well, well, yeah, I know. Like, would I mean, he be that much better than
0: guys like? It's between. It would be him like and well, Mike well, Riley. Yeah, well, at Riley, Boldeur. I mean, well, 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 that's the captain of the uh, captain of the Rocket. Okay, he's not. He's not going anywhere. He's. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, right now it's Mete, and then it's Kulak right away. Yeah. You know, and then it's.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it's it's definitely right, a cause right, for concern. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys get not getting qualifying offers. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I think it was, I think it was Bergevin said that uh, you know I'll, I'll worry about our development when one of our players, one of our prospects develops somewhere else, right? And obviously that didn't happen. That, <laughs> now the,
0: that, that's a that, that's a, that's a very good point actually. And it's always because it's definitely happened in the past, and you 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 hate seeing it. You know, the player that you always wanted to develop on your squad, yeah, and then it ends up blossoming on another team. It just, that just I just I just sucks.
1: Yeah, but I mean, obviously not the case with uh, with these guys and the Canadians on our side. Uh, you know, we didn't qualify sh- uh and Carrick, which not a surprise whatsoever. He had a terrible year in Laval. Uh, Daniel Adet, extremely limited NHL potential, even though we did have a decent year last year. And Brett Lernout, I mean, he got passed by a lot of the younger guys like Josh Brook and even Kale Fure- F- Flurry that's in Laval. So not a huge surprise. I thought maybe they would have brought him back, but uh, not too much of a disappointment. Maybe Lerna gets a chance somewhere else in the NHL, you know, maybe on a, on a bad team, but uh, but not too sad to see him go.
0: And uh, I touched on him quickly as being our third best left defenseman, but Mike Riley signed for two years. Uh, that happened today, right? Yep. That was yeah, today, this today. morning. Yeah. Two years, $1.5 million. Uh, um, I think we were both a little surprised. We kind of thought yeah, he might I mean, end up being, being released, but I guess it's just depth. I mean, can't. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I think it, it surprised a lot of people on Twitter. I mean, not that he doesn't have potential, but I mean, it, especially at the end of last year, he was basically scratched the whole, the whole yeah, yeah, exa- second half of it, the season.
0: It seemed like they just didn't like him. No,
1: exactly. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he completely lost um, lost confidence or lost the confidence of uh, of Claude Junier. So yeah, it was a little bit surprising, especially a two year deal. Like I could maybe see a one year deal where. Yeah. But um, I mean, worst case scenario, and if if he does get beat out by someone. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's yeah. Easy contract to move. Oh yeah, games.
0: yeah, that's true. So you can move him. You just bury him in the AHL. I mean, you'd, you 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 get back most of that cap hit. Anyways, so it wouldn't be that big of a of a deal. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, and he's still the third best left D on the team right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's still pretty young too. I think he's twenty six. Yeah. Um, he you know showed some flashes. He started off last season amazing. Um, but uh, unfortunately didn't finish off or very well. But uh, I mean, you know, another year older. Hopefully, it'll be a
0: little bit better next year. And just, just looking at it now, it's it's really like the the team is really it's it's like almost like full, right? It's there's there's not a lot of spots to be filled, but it's just the the, the, the bottom there on the left D is
1: still so bad. it's basically just that one spot that needs yeah. to be filled. Yeah. Right. I mean the rest of this uh, I mean, you know, obviously if we can get a guy like Duchesne, that would be great. Um, you know, there's some talk about maybe another sort of uh free agent forward. But definitely the most pressing
0: need is going to be that left defenseman right now. But it seems like all the rumors I'm hearing is about Duchene. There's been rumors about Corey Perry and Wayne Simmons, and it's just like, do we really like? Unless Corey Perry is looking to sign a really really cheap deal, like, yeah. like a like a Eric Stahl kind of deal a few years ago, where he wants to prove that he still got
1: it or whatever. Yeah, if we can get him on maybe like a one year deal. But I mean, that's, then what's going to happen is like, are you moving Domi to to the wing? I mean, sort of. What do you mean, Corey Perry is a is he a Center, no, Corey Perry? no. Corey, no? Corey oh, was a oh, winger. <laughs> <laughs> Get Slap was always the center, and Corey Perry was right wing. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. What the hell am I thinking? Yeah, okay. I anyway, know. but um, yeah, I mean, cool. I don't know. I don't know if he he's he's apparently has a really shitty attitude. Yeah, Corey I don't Perry, know. So. I I, just, I don't I
0: don't see the the need for a guy and Wayne Simmons, I think he's going to ask for way too much money for the type of game he provides now.
1: Right, somebody's going to overpay
0: Wayne Simmons, exactly, for sure. Exactly, so, and I, I really hope that's not the case. Because I feel like Wayne Simmons is just like, we have plenty of guys that are that do the job just as good as Wayne Simmons on the yeah. team right now. He, he just, I mean, the, the thing with, with Matt Duchesne, I think the pressing needs way more lefty. I mean, Matt Duchesne, it's, it's an elite talent you can go get, but then like he's probably he's going to be overpaid because he's a free agent. And then it's like, I'm just worried of what it's going to create down the line with the young players. You're going to be in a, a, a Leafs kind of situation they're in right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard not to be excited if they do sign a guy that is arguably the best free agent in uh, that, that's available. <laughs> but then it's like, then does it, does it really bring us over the hump? And then it just straps us again against the cap going forward. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I it really would depend on what kind of deal he ends up getting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if we can get Duchesne, I mean, I think you has to do it. Um, I mean, as long as it's well, it like... Well, like, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it depends on the Yeah, uh, it depends on it. I mean, but Duchesne, I mean, that that would be... That would sort of put us over the hump at that point. I mean, I think that would, that would
0: no, be no, We're not winning anything with this defense core. We're well, just I not. Mean, well, yes,
1: you still need... Uh, the Canadians at some point are going to get that left defenseman. I mean, they can't... But there's, can't there's no one
0: in the pipeline. Like, no, it would have no, to be no a trade point. at that point. Yeah, right? well,
1: it's, it's going to be a trade. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to get Jake Gardner.
0: I know, I know you would love them too, but it's not gonna happen. You never know, man. You never. And I, I think, I think they would sign Jake Garner. I think you underrate Jake Garner, but I think someone's gonna overpay for Jake Garner. He's
1: definitely
0: gonna overpay yeah. for him. So, so, if, so, so, in that sense, I, I, uh, I definitely, I definitely get it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd be exci- I'd, I'd be excited, but I'd only be excited until we make a trade to go get a freaking defenseman.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're going to. I mean, they they don't have a choice at this point. I mean, we have an abundance of prospects. We have, you know, a lot of draft picks as well. I mean, we we got a couple of extra picks next year. Um, so I think I think, and I mean, we have a lot of forwards as well. That sort of a guy like Shah or Byron that we could potentially move. So I think. Yeah, I mean, the assets are there for us to go get a guy. I
0: think that's what it would be. Like, you, you, you'd move – I mean, we could just move – we're kind of touching on what we're going to talk about next because we've got a few Twitter questions asking us what we should talk about. And one of them was uh, about who we should trade for a defenseman. So, uh, what what was it again? Was it yeah, so, about yeah so
1: Nicholas, uh, again, Arkanisar uh, on Twitter, um, asks – um, so basically, if, if we wanted to go get one of this uh, a top four left
0: defensemen, who would you be more comfortable training? Would it be Byron or Shaw? I mean, not only would I be comfortable trading Andrew Shaw, I think we should train Andrew Shaw. Yeah. I love Shaw. I think he's great for the room. I think yeah, he seems like a very kind guy and all that. but I think he had a great season and I think it's gonna be his it's gonna go downhill from here. At, at this point, yeah. the type of game he plays, the type of injuries he's had in the past, it's. I think it's the time to move him, especially considering we have such an obvious need. Move him, add a B prospect to him, and go get an elite defenseman. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah, no,
1: him. I, I definitely, I definitely think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, Byron, <laughs> Byron can do it all,
0: right? I mean, he can go up and down. Well, I guess Shaw can too. No, but, but I mean, Byron's like so- another level. By- Byron has that breakneck speed, and when Byron's not on the team. It's much more noticeable. Like, if Byron's down because of an injury, you can tell right away there's like something, there's a spark missing. When Shaw's down, I mean, it's like you don't notice it as much, but you notice it more when he's back. It's like, oh, yeah, he does all these great things, but I think he'd be more easily replaced. Byron, just what he gives on the PK and all that, I mean, I, I really, really, really wouldn't want to lose Byron. Yeah, I think Shaw has bigger value probably in that, a trade. That's the thing too. I think Byron is still so underrated we wouldn't get enough
1: value for him. No, I know. No exactly. Yeah. So I think I think Shaw would definitely be the guy that I would that I would move in and like you said I I I would prefer to like I wouldn't mind moving him at all. No. I mean definitely I mean I think you know might hurt the dressing room a lot. I mean we have a lot of good good a good leader uh, a lot of good leadership guys anyway, but I mean you know, he, he has high, the highest value he's probably ever going to have right now. Exactly. And, and exactly. we, you know, I think he would he would make sense for some teams that, that we might be targeting their left defensemen, sort of, you know, like a
0: Gossespierre. I think he would make sense for Philly. So, yeah, let's talk about who the Canadians could go get. So, Gossespierre is one of the names, the more recent names. I, th- I find that very interesting. He's got a great contract. And one thing I don't understand about this rumor, it's just a rumor, mm-hmm. is... I don't see why Philly would want to move him.
1: No, I know it does. I mean, doesn't seem to make much sense either. Um, but I mean, you know, the rumor keeps coming up all the time for yeah. for whatever reason. I mean, it would definitely be super expensive, and it's going to cost a lot of assets to move that. Obviously, much more than
0: just Shaw. Of course, you start like you start with Shaw. What, what what's the next prospect that you think is moving in that trade? I mean, what level are we talking? One of our top five prospects?
1: Me, probably. I guess I mean I, I mean I don't th- obviously I wouldn't be touching you know Caulfield Suzuki Paling, but after that I mean you know it might cost a guy like Josh Brook uh, might cost a guy like Kale Flurry. Um, I mean Kale pre- K- I wouldn't Kale, Kale I don't
0: think anyone values Kale Fle- Fleury as much as you in the Probably entire world. No. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would definitely move Brooke in a Brook in in a trade for Brooke. for a Gossbe because I think. He kind of came out of nowhere, had a big year, but might might be a little overhyped right now as to I what think he, he could actually be. Uh, but but I mean, is he overhyped everywhere? or Is he just overhyped within the, the, the Canadians fans, right? Um, but I uh, got like so, what if they just come out and they want Suzuki and Shaw for Gustavier? Ga-
1: nah, I don't think I can move one. I don't think I can move one of the top, uh, like even the top four guys with Primo. I don't think I could do that. No. No. I mean, I I think at that point I would be looking at sort of like cheaper options, sort of like a Nick Letty. I don't think that would be a bad option. Obviously, yeah. not as good as Goss's beer. but uh, I think Letty would be an option where it probably wouldn't cost too much. Maybe maybe even just a guy like Shaw, and maybe a B prospect. I think that that would make
0: sense for a guy like Letty. Letty not not on a bad contract either. Five point five, very doable. Twenty eight years old. I mean, I I'd love Letty too. It's another case of. Do the Islanders need to move Nicoletti though? Like what's what's Oh that's true. I
1: mean, yeah, why why is you know, I, I don't think too many teams are gonna be in a rush to move one of their top defensemen. Um, but another question that came up uh, from Kevin Rogers, so at K A Rogers seventy seven, asks: Is there a team up uh, up against the Cap who would trade a defenseman better than options available in free agency? So I mean, there's a much better options than
0: Jake Gardner out there. <laughs> that's like that's that's the that's the thing. It's like the only option on free agency no, as far true. as lefty. Like the next best one is like Nathan Boatier. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. But
1: um, I mean, I think w- one guy we've mentioned before uh, is Shea Theodore. I think that would make a lot of sense. No, that he's
0: going to be expensive though. Yeah. You're, you're losing a guy like Nick Suzuki if you want to go get shit. You think? Shea, definitely. Shea well, I mean, it'd be funny. They're because... in
1: so much trouble, though. Like, they're, for the salary cap? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're literally over the cap right now. Because they're trying to move... Well, I mean, the rumors are that they're trying to move Stasny or, or Patchetti a year after signing the both of them. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have to do something. I mean, yeah, definitely we'd have to give up... Some some solid pieces to get Shea Theodore. Again, I wouldn't give up one of the top three. Well, Caulfield, Suzuki, Paling. I wouldn't give up Primo either. But if they want Brooke, if they want Shaw, well, I guess Shaw wouldn't really make sense for them either.
0: because He yeah. has a higher salary.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: but um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think they'd want to... Would it be funny if they traded back to get Suzuki again? I mean, I love Suzuki, and he has potential. But getting a guy like Caulfield, I feel like now we have that elite score type coming up in the pipeline. And they need Lefty. Now, let's not forget Shea Theodore is 23 years old. He's true? got a $5.2 million contract, which is a solid contract, all the way to 2024-25. 20, I mean, that's that's a solid piece. I mean, if you're not willing to move a guy like Suzuki for him or, or, yeah. or a guy like, uh, yeah, I guess like, like, like Paling even, which would be a bit harder to move at this point. Yeah, I think there's zero chance training. he move paling Yeah, because I mean like Suzuki Michelin. would be a little bit, a little bit more expendable, I suppose.
1: But um, yeah, uh, I guess I guess that does make sense. Twenty, you know, he is 23 years
0: old. I mean, it'd be tough though. <laughs> no, for sure. But but, I mean, you add Shea Theodore to the team, and that's a huge, huge, huge bump.
1: Oh yeah. With them with oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the Canadians are pretty solid on defense at that point. That you you know would Shea be a Thielen. great
0: trade. Jonathan Drouin... For Sergachev in Tampa Bay, <laughs> he's a solid left D prospect no, they have there. No, 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 you don't think so? No, no. no, 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 no. Sergachev is garbage. Okay, if <laughs> Sergachev is not garbage, <laughs> if the Canadians had Sergachev right now, and Tampa Bay was trying to trade Duane, you would be like, no way, no way, I'm not doing uh,
1: that both. I've always liked
0: Duane, but like it would just be creating a huge hole for the Canadians, right? Left D is I don't so, I don't think I don't
1: think Sergachev would be. Would he be? I guess he would be on the Canadians, but he's he wouldn't necessarily have. He would I mean, he's he's obviously on the Tampa Bay Lightning right now, on an amazing team. He wouldn't. Yeah, if he's playing be playing Sheltered
0: playing behind Victor Hedman, he would be getting power play in one minutes next to Shea Weber. Yeah, I don't. You don't, don't think, think Shea Weber would be a great mentor to Sergeyev?
1: I'm sure he would be, but oh, I don't think I Sergeyev would be on the same development that he, that he is now with Lightning compared to the Canadians. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't know. I uh, think it'd be interesting. I, I think you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact of the I matter is, Canadians
1: need left D. I okay. think his defensive issues would get exposed a lot more.
0: Look, I'm not saying I'm criticizing Berge's trade from back then necessarily. I think at the time, the Canadians had just come off a year where they just couldn't score, and they made a move that hit their more current like needs. But now, you reverse it, and it's like, look, Canadians going to need a left D, well, and they got a lot of solid forwards. Should get Chikrin. That's who they should get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always <laughs> loved him. But uh, I, I think that would be extremely expensive. Another guy that they could get, um,
1: I mean, still talking about the uh, teams that are sort of up against the cap. Another team that could, that the Edmonton Oilers are just sort of uh, sort of up against the cap. Um, they're pretty, they're up there as far as, um, like, salaries. Oscar Clefbom could be potentially an option, I and mean, that was discussed. Yeah, are they going to really move D though? I mean, it was uh, it was sort of discussed last year um, that they were potentially moving Oscar uh, Oscar Clefbom. You know, if we maybe give them a defenseman, uh, I don't know, like Juleson or. Uh, and then give them, you know, give them some prospects as well. I mean, I don't know.
0: Clefbaum could be. I up. mean, they did basically give us Jeff Petrie a few they years they ago. They did, which was very nice of them. That was very. Nice. So <laughs> maybe they'll be willing to to do something like that again. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a. Clef, be, yeah, a good could uh, too. could
1: be a possible option. Yeah, he's got like four years left. 4.2 million yeah, or something. Yeah, four point one six seven. So, I mean, that's that's another option that uh, that you could potentially explore as well. But, um, it's
0: just it's got to be something, and it's got to be trades. There's nothing, has got to be a trade. There's nothing sure. else unless they sign Jake Gardner to a no to a good deal. No. So so what if they sign Jake Gardner to a five year five million dollar deal? Like I know he's gonna get more than that, but like yeah, we, le, like let's really say he would you still be furious of that?
1: I mean, he's not a top two defenseman. You play no. him next to Shea Weber, and he is <laughs> God. Hate you. <laughs> just put Mete beside him, then. If well, that makes him a top two, I, I think Met Mete is just as good as Gardner.
0: Okay, Mete can come talk to me once he's scored a goal. Okay, <laughs> he can barely shoot the puck. Okay, I love Mete, but come on. Hey, look, he just—he's one year removed from getting fifty-two points in eighty-two games. And uh, anyway. that's, that's, uh, I, that's pretty I, I, good.
1: Plus, he has the back issues now, which is never a good sign. So maybe so. we'll be able
0: to get him on a discount.
1: No, no he's gonna—he's probably gonna. Somebody posted he's like seven million, seven years. Is
0: what yeah, gonna, that's probably gonna get. That's, that's probably what he's be, gonna yeah. get from some stupid team. So it, what if the Canadians do? If, if 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 the Canadians sign him for seven years, seven million, I like, would freak out. Okay, that versus when the Bruins eliminated the Canadians and you almost broke your hand. <laughs> It would be pretty close. Because this is seven years. It's
1: not one year of misery, it's seven years. That's true. Seven years of misery. (laughs) I mean, hopefully they've learned their lesson with Carl Carl Alsner. Okay, I think that's a horrible comparison.
0: Alsner is... Both shitty left defensemen. Gardner at least is (laughs) is a good skater. Terrible contracts. Alsner was horrible. Gardner's a better defenseman right now than Alsner when we signed him. Like, no doubt about that. Uh, Seven million, though. Okay, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Wait. So if we you wouldn't give him the same contract we gave Alsner?
1: I think I would take. I would rather Carl Alzner four point six for the next three years, like we have him. Yeah. Than seven million seven years for Gardner.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, because you're you just think that you're you, you the closer you are to getting rid of, a, of the exactly. player, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Much. I mean, I'm not denying that if you sign for seven years, seven million towards the end of the contract. It's, and it's
1: I bet you Gardner, he's gonna like whoever he signs with in two years, he's getting bought out. In two years, he's getting bought out. maybe, two maybe if he years. has if the back
0: issues are really that big. Of it, but they, we need lefty so bad. That back we'll see, issues we'll like happens.
1: that's 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 huge
0: though. Back yeah. back issues. Yeah, those are huge. All right, so.
1: Uh, and I mean, uh, so another another question that we had online is, uh, I mean, obviously the two big free uh, restricted free agents the Canadians have left are Joel Armia and Arturi Leckonen. What sort of contracts do you think they're going to get?
0: Uh, I mean, it's always uh, I always have a hard time predicting the kind kind of. Try, I tried to kind of bring up what uh, similar players he got, but Leckonen with the fact that he couldn't score last year, I feel like we have the upper hand here. But I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to get. As sh- short of a contract as he can get, right? Because he thinks he's better than what he did last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to sign him to a long-term deal. Yeah, Cause, I mean, I think he's he can only go
0: up. I mean, first, yeah, because you you want to sign him to a long-term deal yeah, because exactly. you think he'll go up, and you want to get him at a cheap cap hit for yeah, now. I, th- I
1: think, yeah, but I think probably what makes the most sense, and I think they're both sort of in the same boat. I think Armia probably th- thinks he can score, and I think he can score more goals than he did score last year. I think they, they can both play better than they played last year. Well, I think they, they – not that they played bad. Yeah, but Armour is
0: 26 at this point, you know. Like, is he not just who he is, you know? and <coughs> I'm a little bit more – I mean, he did have – he has a good shot. He just, he, for some reason, can't finish. He scored 18 in his rookie year. I don't know why he can't keep do that again. <laughs> like, I don't he know what's going on. a lot with. of chances. I he know, just, I know. He just couldn't bury it. It just seems to be in his head. You know. I mean, he scored the first goal of the season last year and I thought it was like oh yes that's true lekin is gonna bounce back because <clears throat> you know I don't overreact uh, immediately
1: but uh yeah I think I think he'd probably be a good um, candidate for for uh, for a bridge contract sort of like a two-year deal yeah I, I think that's probably the way he wants right? right like three million yeah something
0: like that three million for two years
1: well I was I, I thought like three million per what do you think? No, oh, that's what I meant. That's what okay. I okay. Mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So six six million over two years. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much what you can expect for Lekinen. Um, Like you said, I, I don't think. I mean, he just came off a year where he's on the fourth line. I mean, I think he's turning into one of the better defensive wingers in the NHL.
0: Well, that that's that's the that's the big thing. But those those guys
1: don't <clears throat> definitely get don't necessarily no. get the big paydays. No, but if he can start scoring, uh, I mean, if he can put up 15, 20 goals. Um, then he's definitely going to gonna get a pretty decent payday. So, yeah, I think you can probably expect a bridge contract for him. And then as far as Armia goes, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're looking at, like, a three- or four-year deal. I think his cap hit maybe,
0: maybe like, 2.5 million. Do you think he signs that, though? Like, yeah. Like, I think th- at least 3.5, like, maybe even, like, is he going to want four?
1: Well, the guy, Byron's getting, I think, 3.4. Shaw's 3.9.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: Army is going to get 3.5.
0: Yeah, well, Shaw, he signed his contract a few years ago, but Byron just signed his. You can definitely argue with him that Byron's better than... So, yeah, maybe 3. maybe three Yeah,
1: for... 3.5, I mean, I could maybe see him getting... Maybe like 3.5, 2 million. Yeah. Or I mean, two years. Uh, 3.5 each.
0: But uh, I'd I give him 3 million for, for a few
1: years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like 3 years, 9 million. Three year, uh, well, 3 million a year, I think that yeah. makes sense for, uh, for Armia. Um, but yeah, I mean both both I think so yeah Lekkinen probably about three and then Armia three three point five. Like that makes sense.
0: I'm trying to pull up here, so he uh Lekin had only like around thirty points last season. If you compare it to players that with similar production I mean, no one's making much more than like and you fro at at uh, at, uh but that was a UFA contract, right? So if you're looking at players of similar age...
1: But I, mean, I think even, like, a sol- like last year played in the fourth line, a solid fourth line. Like, he's sort of like a 3-4. I mean, I think 3 million makes sense. I think that's sort of what they go for right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Definitely. I mean, Antoine Roussel could be comparable, maybe. Had 31 points last year, 3 million a year is what he's making. But he's a bit older, too, right? So... Yeah, I would much rather rather like it then. No, I agree. I agree so. too. And I'm trying to see because that that's what they do, right? in These negotiations, no, sure. right? They they compare. I mean, a lot of, a lot of players are around the two million range. You know, like a like a Connor Brown on the Leafs, two point one million. Mm-hmm. Devin Shore and Anaheim, like players in the same age range, right? Twenty three years old, he's making two point three. So yeah, I mean maybe you can get around that for yeah. So three million makes sense. The cap cap goes up all the time. So a bit more.
1: So, what do you think the Canadians are doing in free agency?
0: <sighs> Honestly, like not much.
1: No, I don't think they're doing anything. Like, I don't think. <clears throat> I think they'll try to get Duchesne. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's already set in stone
0: that he's going to Nashville. I think they'll try and get Duchesne, but try it in the sense of like they called him up. They're like, "Yo, Duchesne. Can't... we'll pay for your trip to Montreal. Just make sure the media knows <laughs> you're in Montreal." We know you're gonna sign in Nashville. Montreal's great in the summertime. Spend a fucking few days here. And I, I think <laughs> got that the I jazz like, festival coming yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Get some good music. I I just I, I mean the, honestly the a thing a guy like Corey Perry is a move that I could see them making. I don't really want them to make that move, but if he's willing to, to take a like 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 a depth cheap contract I can see them doing.
1: Yeah, like a one year deal, yeah. sort of like four or five million. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely don't think that they're going to solve the left defenseman option or problem on uh, in free agency. That's going to have to come by a trade. I mean, other guys, I mean, I'm, I'm really not interested in Wayne Simmons. I mean, when you think, think about guys sort of like him, like a power forward type, getting into his 30s now. No, exactly. Same sort exactly. of contract yeah. like Andrew Ladd, Milan Lucic. Yeah, you know, players that uh, that obviously the teams that signed them regretted. Yeah, And I exactly. think that's that's going to be the same sort of thing. Um, I mean, the only guy that might be interesting, Anders Lee, could be an interesting, but I think he's going to get overpaid too. Probably. Exactly, exactly. What's well, the problem, especially with the Kevin Hayes deal now? Him getting seven million. Yeah, but I him. think everyone
0: agrees that deal's ridiculous. Well, actually, someone that's interesting if we're talking about four is he might get overpaid too. But you were interested in him at the deadline. the deadline it was Gustav Nyquist. He's, he's not getting resigned by San Jose.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think that could make some sense. Um, a cheaper option. Um, he had some success uh, 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 in Detroit with Tatar as well. So I mean, you know, that could maybe be an option. If I, w- I definitely wouldn't give him too many years. I mean, I don't think I'd give him more than two years. I mean, if you can get him one or two years, maybe three or four million each, that could be an interesting deal. Because I think the other t- the other free agents are just going to be too expensive. What too about long-term. Dion Phaneuf? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> He's a left defenseman. Right? Yeah, he is a left defenseman. Dion Fanaf <laughs> uh, is available. Uh, no.
0: What about Mark Mathot?
1: No. no there's, he he, there's he no had other some good out. years. Like, like you said before, if I think. If they
0: think they can't make a trade and they just want to get like a cheap depth left D, I can see them offering a guy like Mark Mathot a contract. Get a
1: yeah, it'll sort of be like a last resort, but uh, I mean, what about
0: the great Andre Markov?
1: <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Really he exactly was either. pretty slow two years ago, and now he's gonna be even. No, slower.
0: he wasn't. He's always been
1: amazing. Uh, maybe a backup goaltender. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely
0: think that. I mean,
1: I mean, it's kind I don't of know. I'm I've, I'm not sold on Lingren. I've never really been sold on him, and I, none of the other young guys, McNiven and Primo, definitely aren't ready. They're, you know, still, still both pretty young, so yeah, I think you'll probably. Oh, it doesn't hurt. Like you just get a veteran
0: guy, and worst case, he doesn't make it. And like, I mean, like who's available? So I'm just pulling it up right now. So yeah, it could be you, a
1: lot of options. Like I mean, you know, sort of maybe a guy like Michael Hutchinson. Cam Ward could be a
0: good veteran backup. Cam Ward wouldn't yeah.
1: couldn't be a bad wouldn't be a bad option either.
0: Chad Johnson, Michael Newberts.
1: Yeah, Neuver, Newbert. Yeah, right. probably would go somewhere where he might get more of a chance. Yeah. Keith, Keith Kincaid. Keith Kincaid would be a great goalie. Yeah. I mean, he was re, he, he played great for the Devils last year. I mean, uh, yeah, he would be... I mean,
0: there are quite a few good options out there. there are, like, McElhinney is a UFA. Yeah, McElhinney yeah. as well. Like, I'd like a guy like that. Like a veteran guy <laughs> that he, he has a reputation for being a good teammate. Uh, that, you know, plays the good backup role. Doesn't complain, you know. And, like, he stays late at practice to let yeah. the players practice and all that. You know, like, basically but just doesn't like completely suck like Miami uh, towards the end it was kinda <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad pretty bad at the end as well as yeah. last, last half of last but year. aside from that the, the only hope <laughs> of the canadians making any sort of splash is through trade but that might not be till like closer to the season right cuz because the free agency period yeah. there's like a week or two and then it, it's kind of dead you know the gms it's like they don't pick up the phone for 2 months until <laughs> until the, 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 the till september when it's uh, camp
1: yeah, I mean uh, that's probably what's gonna ha- what's gonna happen. I mean, I think their biggest move is gonna be a trade. Um, you know, I, I think if they do do anything, it's probably something they're gonna regret. And to if try. they do, we'll come here and talk about it. We we will. So yeah, definitely we'll we'll try to do a pod. I mean, definitely, especially if the Canadians do something big, we'll do a podcast early next week, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll probably wait to see like if they don't make a move early in the week, maybe we'll wait and see if they end up making a move, even if it's just a little move, you know, just. Uh, touch base on, on yeah. what, what they're doing in free agency. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on Twitter. Um, I'm always posting. Uh,
1: we'll let you guys know when we are planning on, uh, on doing a new episode, and, and definitely uh, don't forget to like this episode, comment as well. We're always uh, we always love to hear comments and uh, let us know what you want to talk about.